0: Our origins are in turning uh, kids' artwork to life as real stuffed
1: animals.
2: This is the reason why some of the doctors have given me feedback, like, this is my favorite thing to
3: eat. And I love bringing out the talents of everybody, and teamwork makes the business happen.
1: I'm Richard Gearhart.
3: And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart.
1: Welcome to Passage to Profit, the show about entrepreneurism, small businesses, and the intellectual property that helps them flourish. You just heard from some of our guests, and you'll be hearing more right after this. Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart.
4: Now get
1: it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Tonight on our show, we have Alex Formansky, a former investment banker and startup founder and was featured on Shark Tank.
5: And after Alex, we have two great companies presenting. I love both of these. So one is called Vitable with Sarah Brandau. And I guess the question I have to ask you about this is how do you stay healthy during the pandemic? And you don't want to go to the grocery store and you don't want to put together meals and you don't want to cook because you're just in the blah as well she's got the answer for you
1: rather than die of starvation well
5: that call didn't her
6: happen to yeah. anybody i think it went the <laughs> other way so,
5: and then i am so excited about unicorn jazz too so i don't even know what to say about this this is a character it's a Book, it's a website, it's I, like it's amazing and it's very inclusive and it, it's just very cool. So, Lisa Capelli was telling us about that.
1: And yeah, you should go to her website. You can sing the song. Maybe she'll sing it for us on the show. <laughs> 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 anyway, it's on to IP in the news. And I guess I get to start this week with our wacky patents. So, I know that you all know Samsung. They're a Korean company. And when I think of Samsung, I think of engineers and very professional, but also a little on the stage side. Well, we found a patent that was actually issued to Samsung. And I'm frankly shocked that the management would have allowed this patent to go through the patent system. If you can imagine for a minute, it's a cell phone case that has ears sticking out on the lateral side of it, human ears. And if human you're,
5: looking ears. Well,
1: but you know, I was thinking about that. Those could be real ears someday, you know, with all of the biotechnology improvements, maybe not. But anyway, (laughs) I I think this opens the door now to putting all sorts of human appendages onto your cell phone case. And so you could put your nose, you could put lips, you could put fingers, um, among other things. And I guess that's just going to be the new thing.
5: Yeah. And it was a design patent, So for those of us in the Pam world, the design patent just has like a one sentence description. That's it. So nobody really knows what this is going to nobody be Nobody knows
1: what they're up to. And maybe right? what they're trying to do is send a signal that they're listening to us, right? So cell, cell phone, phone with f- ears, we're listening it's a to you. cell phone
5: case. It's the case. So,
1: well, yeah, but you put a cell phone in it. Right.
5: So one thing they thought was maybe it distributes the sound better from the speaker.
1: Yeah, it's probably some technical thing like that. Anyway, <laughs> so- <laughs> if you start seeing ears on cell phone cases, you can credit Samsung for that idea. So, what's so. up next
5: <laughs> so, so alex can identify with this having worked in the financial industry so there's a whole realm of patents that are fintech financial technology patents and you're kind of like why would the financial industry need patents well they do and they file them and they get them so businessinsider.com had an article by matt Gon, g-a-u-g-h-a-n, G-A-U-G-H-A-N about Bank of America. So they were awarded the most patents in 2020 that they've ever been, 444 patents. And they're very focused on AI. So- What is AI? AI is artificial intelligence. So it's a new way for computers to pretend like they're our brains.
1: So basically, <laughs>
5: um, so, so,
1: so we're going to have Bank of America in our brain.
5: <laughs> Don't you already? <laughs> yeah, they pretty much do, I guess. So, what's interesting about this is that they're using artificial intelligence and machine learning for a lot of things. So I, I looked up a couple of the patents. So it's like, what kind of things do they do? And it's
1: like how to charge your credit card without your knowledge.
5: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So I have to read the title of this All right. one. Get it, serious. It is called information card, silent coercion alarm. And I was close. Basically there's a way for you to give them your social security number or some other identifier and shut down your own bank accounts. And so. Let's say the example they give is a woman is being coerced by her husband to drain her bank accounts and give him all the money. So they go or into one
1: partner is doing more shopping than necessary.
5: <laughs> so they go into the <laughs> bank together and they go through the process and the banker says, oh, I'm sorry, this account is locked down. And the husband's like, how did that happen? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. And so she secretly did that before they went to the bank. So That was one example that they gave. So I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, all joking aside, if you lost your credit cards or your wallet or something and you wanted to put an immediate hold on everything at the bank, you could do that. And there's an app for that. So
5: So uh, that's just one example of 444. (laughs) Anyway, I think that our guest is going to be very interesting.
1: Let's do Richard's round table. So Sarah, tell us, what do you think about this intellectual property stuff?
2: I think we're seeing these advances in technologies lately and, you know, some of it has kind of an obvious reason why, and we see how it's going to, you know, create progress for society and other things. I've had a lot of whys in the past year,
3: I think, and that's one of them.
1: That's a really profound and insightful comment. Thank you very much. Lisa?
3: I thought those years, um, I know you all said just design, but, you know, the younger generation have grown up as digital natives. They've grown up with the phone in their pocket where they could Google it or ask YouTube a question, you know, our generation did it, And I always remind that to kids when I'm in schools, how great technology is. Technology is anything invented after you were born. I think that those ears represent just visual aesthetic appeal. We all like that. It's just something that's cool. And yeah. I could see that taking off because it's hearing is an important part of our sensory experience. It's almost like be heard. And in this day of all of us need to connect more than ever, us finding a way to connect, doing these interviews with your wonderful show, doing Zoom, which a huge population learned. A year ago, when I would tell a school, let's do a Zoom visit, how do we do that? And now yeah. this is all I do, and I don't have to get on a plane.
1: I think the point you make about aesthetics is really good one, and probably the designer was like a fan of Andy Warhol or something, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Alex, what are your thoughts? Oh, I,
0: I have a number of thoughts. Uh, the, the first is I'm I'm actually a bit disappointed in, in Samsung. I mean, why stop at cell phone cases? I'm looking down on I, I see a microphone. <laughs> they should definitely have a, a big ear on it. And uh, my gut says that I wonder if the first market there is gonna be Japan. Because there's always something wacky <laughs> happening there. <laughs> On the fintech side, I actually have a question for you. I'm wondering, the Bank of America patents, how many of those are actually actionable for Bank of America to produce and create versus Bank of America being defensive and putting up a moat, given how in the past decade, the number of fintech companies that sprung up and kind of started to eat away at the entrenched players. I, I think it used to be that the big banks just owned the entire value chain And now you see folks like uh, Plaid, for example, I I believe it's called Plaid. It's um, when you go and log into a a brokerage or uh, some other account that connects to a bank, they created this platform that allows you to log into every bank through Plaid. And so I'm wondering how much of this is a defensive play to build an IP moat and keep others away.
1: I think that's an excellent and very astute observation. And lots of times companies don't have a strong interest in running around and suing people. They may not want to sue other banks, depends on who might be infringing, but they're trying to block other people from using the same technology and forcing them to design around their patents mm-hmm. if they want to accomplish the same thing. So you hit the nail on the head there. That's a common big company strategy. As you mentioned, you know one of the things about software technology is somebody who's a software engineer can create an invention. They don't even have to write all of the software code. They just can have an idea. And if you're a big player and all of a sudden you stumble across the idea and want to use it, that's a, a hurdle that you have to overcome. So by being preemptive, I think they maybe are trying to protect themselves. I think that's an excellent point.
0: (laughs) I just hope that all these patents don't eventually end up in the hands of a patent troll. As we've seen on the software side, lots of innovations are being blocked because patent trolls just sue new startups and existing players. And so I hope that that doesn't happen in the fintech world as well.
1: We find ourselves defending against patent trolls on a regular basis, extremely frustrating because lots of times the patent doesn't even match up what the client is doing, but they get sued and eventually decide it's cheaper to pay something than pay all the legal fees and live with the uncertainty of the outcome.
5: And there was some legislation a few years ago making its way through Congress to try to help the entrepreneur against patent trolls. I don't know what happened with that. But I think what has to happen is if we want a strong patent system that supports the actual inventors and entrepreneurs, it's written in the constitution that we have a patent system. Right.
1: It's hard legislation to write though. The problem is it's tough to separate legitimate claims from illegitimate claims. And they Legislators all agree that we should stop this, but nobody's come up with a formula yet that really works. Well, um, there but you have
5: your work cut out for you. I guess I better get to work <laughs> on that DC. one. Huh? Yeah.
1: Sorry, <laughs> hon. <laughs> I won't see you for a few years.
5: Yeah. So with um, that we should take a break.
1: I think we should take but a break. Stay
5: tuned because we have Alex Vermansky. In- I just love what he does. I can hardly wait to talk to him. This is Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart on WOR710, The Voice of New York. We'll be right back.
7: What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearhart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearhartLaw.com. At Gearhart Law, we have years of experience protecting without calling us first contact Gearhartlaw law on the web at g e a r h a r t l a w dot com together we can change the world this ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson
2: now back to passage to
1: profit once again richard and elizabeth gearhart and our special guest this evening alex Fermansky, the founder of Buzzies, just the most fantastic company you've ever thought of if you've ever wanted to take your child's art and preserve it forever or at least for a long time, he has the solution for you. So welcome, Alex, to Passage to Profit. Tell us a little bit about your company. My company is Budzies,
0: and our origins are in turning uh, kids' artwork to life as real stuffed animals. So parents will send us, through our website, a photo of their child's drawing, their character, and we bring it to life as a handmade, unique, one-of-a-kind, 3D stuffed animal. So, the child's imagination is brought to life. And as I'm sure all the guests will agree, kids just have the most amazing imaginations. And we've seen all kinds of characters. And so that's how we started. From there, we've expanded into all kinds of different custom plush. So, uh, we have our selfies dolls where you can send us a photo of your loved one, your spouse, of work with the military, where if someone is serving overseas, we can make a plush doll of them. And now their son or daughter can hug them while the mom or dad's away and then we have our our petsies line where you can send us a photo of your pet your dog your cat your horse your rat and we create a -a one-of-a-kind stuffed animal looks just like your pet it's uncanny we've created this platform for truly one-of-a-kind custom stuffed
5: animals excellent so i have to ask you what size are the human plushes like if i did one of richard how big would it be
0: <laughs> so our standard size is about sixteen Would inches. You hug it
1: instead of me. Sorry, I didn't mean to. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
0: getting in the middle of that one. But, uh, <laughs>
1: um,
0: but um, we're not going to send any like voodoo needles uh, either. That's you guys <laughs> to, to so what size? Is it? I didn't catch. So this. the standard size is sixteen inches, and we also offer a super size, which is about thirty inches. And we're in the works to make uh, more even life-size ones. So stay tuned for that. That'll be happening later this year. So if you truly want a Richard replacement, um, I should offer that. Uh, we offer a voice box so if you want the best of Richard you can record his favorite sayings and that way he's with you every time you hug him
5: well, if they're only 16 or 30 inches it would be a mini Richard right it
1: would be a mini Richard I mean right? how much Richard do you little really Richard. want in your life that, again that's on you
5: big Richard little sure, Richard make
1: sure I'm holding a cell phone with ears, okay you know I... we can totally do that we can totally do that
5: but this is so creative and original I mean kids do bring home their drawings i remember my kids bringing home a bazillion of them putting them on the fridge and then my daughter going like a month later where's that drawing i did a month ago it's not on the fridge anymore
7: <laughs> that's
0: right but, uh, every, every artwork goes in the fridge and then inevitably it kind of goes away and it's kind of sad because those kids creativity like their imagination just kind of dies away and and is gone and i think it's very important preserve that i will say though that our business has kind of transformed a bit over time as i said we started off with mostly kids but now we're seeing more and more older adults and their drawings and their illustrations now we're seeing folks who are teenagers or adults illustrators designers anime manga all sorts of like really intricate characters and so i think for us the unifying thread across all of our products and brands and all that jazz is just that like since each item is unique every single order has a story behind it Again, like whether it's a Petsy's plush being made for a grandparent who has Alzheimer's or amnesia and they're in the nursing home and you give them their Petsy of their dog from 20 years ago and like they're just transformed back to life. And it's just this incredible, incredible feeling. Or it's it's just a kid who has their unicorn drawing with like the four eyes and the seven arms brought to life and, and it's theirs. Just that really inspirational, unique, wholesome, warm feeling that literally every single one of our plushies delivers
1: wow you know that's so wonderful and i enjoy looking at kids drawings too just because they're so out of the box i used to like looking at my kids drawings and even just going to your website I saw some really creative plush toys and very creative kids' drawings. They're almost like abstract art. They're like uh, Miro or something like that. And they're very interesting to look at. But how are you making these? Because, I mean, you do have a big company, right? I mean, you have a lot of sales and you have a lot of customers. Uh, but if each one has to be individually made how is that accomplished in a cost effective manner how do you make right, right, that right. magic
0: our buzzies are priced at 129 and for a truly unique work of art i think that's incredibly incredibly attainable price point what most people don't know about our company because most people see the brands right the buzzies brand the petsies brand What they don't see is our behind-the-scenes software. So we have a fully custom-built software called MakerWare. And that's really my pride and joy is having created this. And it is a truly end-to-end piece of software that allows all of our workshops, all of our designers, all of our quality inspection folks, all of our fulfillment folks to build effectively, like create one-off at scale. A lot of our items have QR codes. We have our own proprietary like Android and iOS apps in the background behind the scenes. There's a lot of software that's happening that the customer doesn't actually see, but they get to experience the benefit of it, which is, as an example, each plushie that's made, there's at least five customer touch points throughout that process. In Hmm. fact, a customer can opt into a sneak peek where we actually involve them in the design process and they see the plush as it's being made and they can give their feedback and make sure that the plush is exactly as they envisioned it and that's all powered by this uh incredible software
1: wow that's really great so it's it's not just the end product it's they're part of the journey too i think that's especially engaging
5: were you serious when you said you're going to put a voice box in some of these
1: (laughs) yes i'm more than serious so uh we have the voice
0: box option for our selfies which is our, our selfie dolls and also for our petsies, because we found that sometimes people want to kind of save their dog's bark and emulate it through their petsies plush. But for selfies, one of my favorite use cases is where the mom or dad is far away from the child. Whether they travel a lot for business or actually during COVID, uh, we had a number of folks whose parent was involved in healthcare, and they couldn't come home. And Mm -hmm. so the child has a selfie doll of their parent that uh, looks like the parent and also sounds like the parent. And it's just a a very special bond and just a
1: magical experience. Wow. So Alex, how did you go from being an investment banker, who is, you know, super numbers and straight lace, get into this whole Plush toy, creative thing. I think I'm I'm the quintessential
0: uh, immigrant story. Actually, I I was born in Ukraine, and and my family came here as refugees. My parents, to be honest, just sacrificed a ton when I was young to give me. A better life here and put me through school and so the investment banking journey a part of that was just to check the box on a career that they would approve or a career that would make them proud and a career that allowed me to pay off my student debt and it's funny you know i i was doing banking but even while investment banking i was coding up all sorts of macros for excel and and like vba and all that jazz so uh, yes it was banking but i used every opportunity i could to like design stuff and build stuff and create custom code. So I think I was the accidental banker, uh, not necessarily, you know, the banker for life. So what gave
5: you this idea then?
0: I have a little sister who just turned 20 actually, but she's Michelle. She's amazing. I'm, I'm just like the proudest older brother. And when she was younger, I want to say around nine or 10 or so, she drew this character named Dongler, And Dongler is this, like, red pig with a big old snout and an antenna on his head, just this, like, weird, cool-looking character. And she loved playing make-believe with her dolls, but her dolls were all just, like, the Main Street Disney whatever dolls, which are great. But I I wondered, like, why why can't she play with her own creations? She's so creative. She's so imaginative. She's just much more artistic than I'll ever be. And so the idea is how can I bring her creations to life? And so Dongler was the first one I made and Dongler is now our mascot. He's all over the website. He's all over all of our products. We created a book about Dongler's journey through the chocolate chowmongle factory. So Michelle's legacy has lived on throughout this whole brand. I'm very proud that she's kind of still
5: involved in all this stuff. So I recently got a new cat. I have to bring the cat in. And she's the strangest color. And I looked it up and she's a cream colored cat, which is a dilution of an orange cat. And they're rare, but of course she was a stray in Georgia. So (laughs) it's not that rare apparently, but can you match any color?
0: Yeah. So for our Petsies, not only do we have a full line of the furs, but we actually airbrush every Petsy. If you think about the high end LA Hollywood kind of star makeover where uh, the makeup artist grabs an airbrush and kind of does every detail of a a person's face, we do the same thing on our petsies, And so each and every Petsy gets the full Hollywood treatment, as we say, where it's fully hand airbrushed to best match the coloring. And so as a customer submits their order, they'll give us a few photos. They'll also give a description of the most important characteristics of the Petsy. And then we do our best to match it perfectly. I would encourage you and our listeners, our Instagram for petsies is just at petsies, P-E-T-S-I-E-S. And you'll see a bunch of uh, kind of side by sides of the pet and the Petsy. And some of these are just uncanny. In fact, in the office, we sometimes play the game like pet or Petsy, like can we decide (laughs) which one's which?
1: Yeah, they look like the real picture. So what is the weirdest Budsy or Petsy that you've ever done? I mean, is there one that sticks out? I think on the Petsy side, we've just had so many strange animals.
0: I expected we would have dogs and cats, but we've made roosters, we've made donkeys, we've made obviously a a bunch of rabbits and chinchillas and all that we've made snakes for people pet tarantulas any animal that you can think of people have as pets and we've made it all it's wonderful walking into our our offices i had the honor this week of welcoming a new team member onto our team and seeing someone enter our office for the first time it's like a kid (laughs) in a candy store it's just like endless plush all over all the walls and shelves and all different assortments of animals and characters and people, and just like seeing it through their eyes, uh, you realize just how much variety there is in both children's imagination and just the kinds of animals there are in the world.
1: It sounds like one of the funnest jobs in the whole world to be making these things, right? It is super cool.
0: I, every once in a while, I go through in a warehouse and help the packing team out. And it's just uh, like you said, there's nothing like a child's imagination. Like there's things that you and I could never mm. dream up. Like, why would you have a purple cow? I don't know, but the kid loves purple cows. And so now we have a purple cow.
1: We have a neighbor across the street who we don't get along with too well. And my daughter always wanted to get a giant Bigfoot and put it in our front lawn and have it staring at the neighbor. And then we would like at night we would move it to a different spot in the yard just to drive them crazy. Yeah. So if you ever do get to the full size Bigfoot, yeah. please let me know and we'll be your first customer there.
5: So Alex, I wanted to ask you a little bit about starting your company and growing it because this is kind of a tough business to be in where every single thing is custom. And I applaud your creativity because nobody's really gonna be able to get this anywhere else, at least not right now till people start copying you, right? But um how do you do that? Like how do you make thousands of custom products for people starting from ground zero was really there wasn't a lot there before there was like you know stuffed animals of course but they were all like a million made in china and sent over here so what was your biggest challenge and what skill or talent of yours helped you the most
0: first of all you're absolutely right we are trailblazing this in that when i was starting this every advisor told me that there's no way you can make custom plush at scale and hearing no for weeks on end made me want to prove everyone wrong. <laughs> and so uh, I, I'd say what what helped was from the very beginning, I saw this as a platform. I knew if we took the traditional approach, it would never scale. And so I focused on, on the software piece from day one. We built the platform very much kind of in, in tandem as the company grew. And so many of the efficiencies that we benefit from are from the fact that we've been doing this for eight years now, and have built in all these various efficiencies through every step of the process.
5: You know what, I could talk to you for hours, we could. But unfortunately, we're coming to the end of the time for this segment, but you'll have more time to share your wisdom as we talk to our presenters.
1: And if you missed Alex Fermanski's presentation, you can also hear it on our podcast, which will come out the day after the show airs tomorrow. You can get it on the iHeart app or all the major platforms. And I really encourage you to take a listen because alex is one very excellent ceo and a reformed investment banker so you better take good notes when you're listening
5: and go to our youtube channel
1: oh yeah i forgot that
5: see what everybody looks like and see our backgrounds and everything and uh, we will be right back
6: hi i'm lisa askley's the inventress founder ceo and president of inventing a to z i've been inventing products for over 38 years hundreds of products later, and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, e-vine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me. Lisa Askleys, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, Lisa, at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com.
1: Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart.
5: We are on to the presenter portion of our show.
1: I can hardly wait.
5: Yes. And if you missed what Alex had to say, it will be on our podcast tomorrow. It will be on our YouTube channel, Passage to Profit Show. And it was fun too, wasn't it? It was. He's was a very <laughs> a fun really person fun. to listen to. Yeah. So now we have Sarah Brandau. And I just think she has an incredible solution to a lot of people's weight problems during COVID. And it's not about diet, but it's about the food. So welcome, Sarah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you You mentioned weight loss during COVID, but uh, my background, my master's uh, is in public health nutrition, and I'm the co-founder and chief nutrition officer at Vitable. So what we do is recreate plant-based superfood bowls, snacks, and now my green juice actually that I designed is coming out very soon. So I'm very excited for that. And I created this line uh, along with Michelin starred chef Dominique Crenn in order to empower people, not only to, you know, be able to maintain their ideal weight, let's say a lot of people tend to really, really focus on that one as the most, let's say, widely regarded indicator of health. But for me, it's completely different. I want people to be able to have improved cognitive ability, more energy, more you know capabilities at work with their family in their day to day life. Um, I won't get too technical, a bit of a science nerd, but you know, most of uh, our serotonin, our happy hormone is produced in the gut. So if I can help individuals to feed, you know, our good gut bacteria with food that is going to allow us to have stronger immune systems and improved mood then you know, that's the goal. So very, very fortunate to be able to do what I do. Um, our food is available in California right now for home delivery and uh, in certain hospitals. We're in UCLA hospitals, Santa Monica, Ronald Reagan. I know that there aren't a lot of visitors in the hospitals right now, but luckily we've been able to feed uh, doctors and nurses. So that's been very, very exciting for us.
5: So, do you have plans to expand into New York soon?
2: Not quite yet. So, um, we're hoping for next year. Our co-packer territory foods, they uh, are on the East Coast already. But for now, you know, we're really looking on just perfecting the market that we're in and just getting our food out to as many people as possible.
1: I was really interested to hear that happiness and gut size are related because I have quite a large gut and I generally consider myself (laughs) a pretty happy person.
5: but i said she was oh like did sauce. i misunderstand
1: oh no <laughs> <laughs> do you have to have the guts to be happy i don't know why could she you repeat God that <laughs> well i've got a healthy gut
2: <laughs> yeah our serotonin and also the uh, the cells that comprise our immune system are found in the gut so you know that saying you are what you eat i think that that's the true meaning of it you know you are what your what your gut bacteria eats and you know we have trillions and trillions of gut bacteria within us and we kind of choose which ones we feed are we feeding those good bacteria or are we feeding the more pathogenic bacteria with processed foods fried foods high amounts of sugar things like that and um There's no perfect diet. There's no perfect way to eat. But generally speaking, we've got a pretty good idea about how individuals should be eating. And that is, you know, mostly plants and unprocessed foods in their whole natural state. And that's what we're providing to people. So we were told that you have a nonprofit. My nonprofit, it started in Belize last year during the COVID crisis. It's very much in line with, you know, our mission at Vitable, uh, food is medicine. So during the COVID crisis, uh, myself and my amazing community at Serenity Retreats, we actually fundraised almost $17,000 and we're able to feed 1600 families with huge bundles of food, you know, rice, beans, things like that, plant-based foods. And with that came the opportunity to educate about how you don't need to have meat at every meal. And some of these staple foods are actually very, very... Very nourishing and, you know, just kind of shift the way they looked at diet. We also did some open houses where families could come. We showed them how to prep very inexpensive, easy meals. Um, I talked to them about management of different conditions that actually stem from diet, which a lot of people don't realize, like heart disease, diabetes. I'm partnered with the Way to My Heart Foundation. They're uh, registered 501c3 in the U.S. So that's how we're able to receive donations. Um, and I'm doing this work actually here in Mexico right now as well. So just teaching families and, and parents about about how to, you know, eat a little bit closer to nature. You save a lot of money and maybe heart disease and diabetes do run in your family, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get them if you understand the connection with your lifestyle. And so part of my mission, you know, in, in the U S and here in, in this part of the world as well. And in Mexico right now is, is to empower people to make the best choices possible and to heal themselves. So Sarah, how long have you been in business? Our one-year anniversary was in November 2020. We started off in San Francisco and we had a bunch of actually really amazing Silicon Valley office contracts, but... As you know, a lot of those offices didn't reopen. And so what could have been a huge road bump actually paved an amazing opportunity for me as a public health nutritionist to get into hospitals and to move into the healthcare side of things. So it worked out. It's kind of been smooth sailing, let's say, since the fall.
0: Are you focused more on B2C or B2B, or is it kind of that the B2B gets you the big contracts and that kind of exposes you to the consumers as well. And what's your focus in your mix?
2: So right now it's a little bit of both. Um B2B, you know, these hospital contracts and we're in some markets in Los Angeles, they're very very exciting, but sometimes these contracts can take months and months and months to go through. You know, there's a lot of paperwork, a lot of approvals. And so the B2C has really helped us to sort of maintain consistent revenue in the meantime and also for individuals who want to order, you know, one of each bowl, have their lunches for the week kind of set up. You know, I I couldn't really say which one we like better. I think they both serve a very, very important role, but even our B2C is through our co-packer territory foods. So they fulfill all the orders and everything for us. So it's still kind of a B2B contract. So mostly B2B, but consumers can order directly from our website. That sounds great.
1: So thank you very much, Sarah. It was great and very educational and informative. And I've been trying to change my diet my trainer keeps telling me to eat more meat more protein but after hearing what you have to say about gut happiness i think i'm going to give a plant-based diet a pretty good look i've been a meat eater for so long i don't know if i can make the transition but i'm willing to give it some consideration
5: well i'm looking at how healthy and gorgeous she looks so absolutely <laughs> she, she's a living model for her she, she's yeah. a
1: walking example <laughs> yeah. of a plant-based diet for sure so yeah um, that's that's
2: fine. Great. thank you you have to jump all the way in you know start with meatless mondays just dabble that way but the literature really supports moving your diet at least you know more in that direction so if you need any support reach out sarah at vitable.com excellent well thank you so much sarah so
5: you're listening to passage to profit the inventor show with richard elizabeth gearhart our special guest, Alex Vermansky. And if you missed any of it, uh, it'll be on our podcast tomorrow. It'll be on our YouTube channel tomorrow. It's really worth listening to. We think these people are really interesting, fun people to talk to. So we'll be right back after this message.
7: There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation First, Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearhartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson.
1: Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart, Our special guest, Alex vermansky And now we're on to our second presenter this evening, Lisa Caprelli. And Lisa is going to be talking about about unicorn Jazz. So welcome to the show. Tell us all about Unicorn Jazz, Lisa.
3: Thank you very much for having me. You have excellent guests today. It's just an amazing show. I can't wait to get it out to the world and the great work that you all are doing. So Unicorn Jazz started with IP in mind. I actually had a a business background, 25 years in uh, marketing, um, branding, and PR. And I helped many, you know, as you know, you know, Alex and and Sarah and and you all is when you're passionate and you believe in something. And as I represented clients over the years, I found that I would help them get their idea shown to the world and become successful. That's what uh, we do that for business. You're solving a problem. You have something unique like we all have. And so after business after business that I would help other people do what they love. I realized the formula for making something out of nothing was one to be passionate. You know, who are you helping because the give and what your business is is really where the core is at. It's not about like, how am I going to make money and all this? So realizing that you need IP to have an Amazon store, what my research was and my husband, Dr. Chris Herzig started taking classes on Amazon and, and how to, you know, what was coming with technology that we are seeing now years ago And i said we need to have our own company we thought of vitamin company because he's a doctor he can endorse it and he's very science brain and we just said, like what is it we love what do we love to do and i love writing i started researching unicorns and i saw the data that oh my god like nobody if you think about it like there's hello kitty there's mickey mouse unicorn unicorn jazz And I quickly had this idea and and I am an artist. Um, I'm not the artist of my books. Uh, My cousin, Davey Villalobos is, and and, um, I like his style. I went and drew a unicorn and I needed unicorn something like, you know, Mickey Mouse, Hello Kitty. And I wanted to create an IP for what I was going to create in my vision. and. I'm on a whiteboard with my husband, you know, thankfully sometimes he's he just nods like "Uh uh-huh and believes in me. And almost everything we vision with changes has happened since our idea three years ago. And I said, like Unicorn Jazz, my niece's name is Jasmine. She was adopted by my sister from Russia when she was a baby. And when you create characters, I often tell kids when I go into schools, when they ask me why, how do you get the names? I said, I use names that are people that I think that I like, you know, that I want the kids to like that have a personality that you can draw from. and so that was going to be, you know, Jasmine shorting for jazz because I wanted to bring personality of her bubbly personality as a child into the character. So Unicorn Jazz, what's special about her, and she's been named the most unique unicorn in the world, is she has a musical note for a tail. Oh and, yeah. and that's the that. trademark. That's that the so trademark. Cool. And Davey and I, my cousin, who was his dream to be a published illustrator, and I said, if you help me with this, I will help you. And he's doing all kinds of stuff.
1: So I noticed that you got a trademark on Unicorn Jazz. That yeah. is such a cool name. Because I you love You can't jazz. ever
3: forget it. <laughs> so
1: Unicorn Jazz was just absolutely fantastic. So I went to your website and the kids are singing a song and it's yep. really engaging. Can you tell us about that? It's yeah, I think so- what is, what is that the thing i do is that the thing i do me? is
3: it came later and covid accelerated that and in, in a good way so with unicorn jazz the first book unicorn jazz is the shy unicorn that moves to a new land and with her animal friends and family and she feels like she doesn't belong and every one of us can feel that way as one time or another especially as children i felt that way so a lot of shy i was the shyest one in the whole school and i wanted her to have a special talent which we all do that's the thing we do and I wanted to introduce her story in here and she feels like she doesn't belong and she moves to animals again all animals do are real and at the end of the story when I read it to kids I you know talking about imagination like what Alex does in creating characters to life I stop and tell them a unicorn isn't real but look how much we give emphasis on wanting to believe it with headbands and all kinds of stuff, right? So I said, what would a book be without a song? Because being a mom myself, I always sang to my kids. I'm not a good singer, like her character friend who believes in her with the crow, but I still sing anyway. (laughs) And so we put a song throughout this one called the Unicorn Jazz Friendship Song. So I went
5: and watched your TV show. So this is blown up. It's not just a book anymore. It's a whole bunch of different stuff. But what I loved your TV show, I was telling you before we started, I was gonna just look at it for a couple minutes. And I kind of got hooked. <laughs> I got hooked
1: on it too, by yeah. the way. And uh, I'm going to be singing that thing I do. Once I, I figure it out, I'm going to be singing about it. The
5: question I have for you about that show is you had different people on there and you had different kids on there it was really a great mix. So do random kids get to come on your show? Like, can anybody come on it? Or
3: can they have Anyone, it's curated content. We pick and go through, you know, I have a small team. And the song you're talking about is what is the thing you do? Everyone has something that makes them special. Everyone has something they like to do. Can you guess the thing I do? And it's based on this new character we introduced called Treziki. Treziki named after my son because my son wanted nothing to do with a unicorn. I wrote him into the story. And if you saw the little basketball, he he agreed to give me seven words, you know, because he's, he's very particular about helping. So we incorporated into this story, the thing I do, which is meant for all ages and showcasing that we all have a special talent, and I love bringing out the talents of everybody. And teamwork makes a business happen.
1: That is um, such a good idea. I'd like to welcome Kenya Gibson to the show. She's our iHeart person. And Kenya, you have any questions for Lisa?
3: I
4: do, and I think what you're doing is wonderful. I was one of those shy kids, believe it or not, very shy in school. And I, I, I don't believe that, Kenya. <laughs> my,
1: you know, it's. I was 22. shy too, by the way. Yeah.
4: <laughs> my mother doesn't believe it either because sometimes she looks at me. She's like, "Who are you?" Because I was, I was <laughs> such a shy kid and, you know, very insecure and had a lot of, I don't know, issues with trying to figure out how to fit in right in school. And I, and I love what you're doing with your platform because I feel like it's teaching kids coping skills and, you know, identifying their strengths early on. So I'm curious, do you have any plans or do you work with any, like, I don't know, child therapists or kids who are kind of going through issues and who have professional needs partner? Yeah,
3: being that I have a platform where schools across the world, I started this read across America uh, this year, going virtually into schools and and being a, a voice to inspire kids with the stories and messages that we all, if you think about it back in first grade, We all grew up with picture books and stories that resonated with us. This book's about kindness and bullying and and not being a bully, but helping other kids. So with social emotional learning, as my books have been categorized, I have a background in social psychology. So I studied, I think because I was the quiet one, not talking, I'm watching and observing, which was a great skill. So I always tell kids to recognize that our personalities embrace them. Like the shy kid, you should be friends with her, she or him, you know, but I love the extroverted, you know, more popular kids per se. But it's that we all need each other. And that's been my life's work is that we all need each other to help each other. The thing I do is the show, which we created since the pandemic, when my author in-person visits to school stopped, and I was reaching 300 to 1000 kids a day, nonstop, giving valuable messages, doing writer's workshops, all these, they kept asking me, can you teach this and that? And I would say yes. And the social emotional aspect that you talked about, like working with therapists, I would love to work with more because I, I do need a growing team. The thing I do since we started since the pandemic and the show is the modern day Sesame Street meets Mickey Mouse Club kids, which we have come in. Kids um, have reached out to us through Instagram and said, how can we support your show? And that's how it has developed.
1: Great, Alex, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, so I'm
0: really impressed that you took an icon, this unicorn, and you built a full brand around it, right? It's not just the storybook, it's the plush, it's the show, it's everything. I wanted to ask, you have all these various touch points with Mm -hmm. your consumers, your customers, which do you find resonates the most with consumers,
3: with children, who's my target audience of all ages, teenagers, even now babies, we're making a baby board plush book, you know, it's children, and I've been able to get into my seven year old self, which we all can do. So even when I work with adults, and they b- produce content for the show with the video, like I, I could get each of yours, the thing I do, and that goes into the show or our social platforms. And I work with people and say, okay, imagine that you're seven. What is the message you can teach a seven-year-old? That's what Sesame Street is, by the way, and incorporated in song. And so behind the scenes, I have a team that I direct for incorporating all these messages that are repurposeful. If you think about it, you combine music with story, you have something that's memorable. I'm not a nonprofit and I am still in the what I would say the startup phase, even though our brand looks bigger than it is. And that's because of my incredible background and the team of, of people I helped along the way that come to me. I, they say, I see what you're doing. You're reaching kids. You're making a difference. And in in a time like now, we more than ever, leaders can rise and help each other. So I'm really kind of taking everyone's best talents and they're helping because they all believe in the mission and purpose of the thing I do. We're on Amazon TV now as a single episode. We're doing a season, which will hopefully be live by May. So we have all the platform. We have the screenwriting. We have so much content right now that we're just putting it together. So
1: it sounds like you've made a lot of progress and there's a lot of interest And I can understand why. So Lisa, where can people find you? Can you give them your contact information?
3: Yep, It's just unicornjazz.com. And you can find our TV show platform on there. If you go to thethingido.com, I'd love to have each of your video stories that resonate with kids. I find that adults have amazing stories and something unique that they could teach a child. And we want them. And of course, the kids are easy. Kids teaching kids is the easiest thing as well.
1: Well, it's a great platform and there's a lot of content there and a lot of great intention behind the whole program. And I love the idea of thinking like a seven-year-old. I think we should all try to do that every once in a while because I think that brings us all back to earth. So before we go though, Kenya did join us and Kenya, tell us about Power Move. Who's up for Power Move this week?
4: So for Power Move this week, we're going to be talking about Master P and James Lindsay, who just launched their 1st Financial home for the underbanked and unbankable individuals. So, not sure if you knew this, but there are 66 million people that don't have a bank account in 2021, which I think is like, wow, like who wouldn't have a bank account? And a lot of the reason this is, is they've been deemed unbankable. So, what Master P and James Lindsay decided to do is they decided to create a new financial institution called boss up banking. And basically it gives these individuals an opportunity to become bankable and have access to resources. So I thought that was pretty cool to Tap into a share of the market that was untapped and create some services there. That's
5: awesome. It's really hard to buy a house or do a lot of transactions if you don't have a bank account. You get a credit
1: card, even right? you yeah. so, Can't do anything. Uh, you can't.
4: You can't yeah. do anything. It's it's almost virtually impossible.
1: And it's fundamental things like that that we need to engage with to make progress on so many issues in our world today. So to move
4: people out of poverty. Yeah, indeed.
1: that's truly a power you know,
4: move. Absolutely. Thousand percent.
1: So, Elizabeth, what's new with Fireside?
5: So for. The Those of you who don't know about Fireside, I started an online platform almost a year ago. So I have a YouTube channel and a website. And what I do is I put interviews of small business people on there. And I've been doing a lot of the interviews myself just to build the content. So I've spent the last year just gathering content. And the website needs some work. You know, I kind of put a... You always
1: say that, but it looks fine to me.
5: Thanks. I put a round peg in a square hole, but I didn't want to build a brand new website and spend thousands of dollars unless I had some proof of concept here. So I'm getting a lot of content now and I call what I'm in phase one. Phase two will be marketing the heck out of this so that people come and see these business owners on this site and And, listen to their videos and hopefully hire them. And what's phase
1: three? We retire with billions of dollars?
5: (laughs) Phase three is hopefully to sell it. So I started this with the full intention of selling it. So I actually had uh, somebody who said he's been doing a bunch of small business videos reach out to me. And I'm hoping I can partner with him and populate the site. So because obviously I want to get millions of people on there and I can't do all the interviews myself.
1: Well, that's great. (laughs) If you want your business to turn on fire, go to Fireside.
5: And and we've got to
1: cut for a break now, but we'll be right back after this message.
7: What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson.
2: Hey, what's going on? It is the Mohawk and Real Talk and Living Fully Business bully, Dave Anderson, and I love Passage to Profit. It's an amazing opportunity for entrepreneurs to put their businesses out there and get real sound advice from two of the best people in the business to help you protect your ideas and furnish your dreams in a way that it's going to be spectacular. You have to check out this show. And please, just don't check out one episode. Don't just check out my episode, even though it's the best. I need you to subscribe right now. Go to wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't care if it's iTunes. I don't care if it's Google Play. I need you to subscribe because you need to feed your business needs. I'm telling you, this show is going to change the course of your life. Passage to Profit is it. I love it. Go get it. Listen to it. What?
1: now more with richard and elizabeth passage to profit what an awesome show i thought it was absolutely fantastic in every respect
5: i thought it was a fun show it was i thought it was really fun we so. have
1: the like the funnest people on tonight
5: yeah we had really great You guys time. want to hang out after the show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe
1: we could have a green drink and we like sketch animals <laughs> we want to have eight of us and
5: do a little song for you to <laughs> <ass>. <laughs> that all
1: sounds good to me yeah. um but before we sign off alex what are your Parting thoughts here. I've been listening to to Sarah and Lisa, and I think
0: something that unifies them and most great founders is this very impassioned belief in what they're doing. And I, I think that as a founder, you have to unwaveringly believe in the unbelievable, meaning that what you want to happen has not happened yet right? And so somehow you have to convince all the stakeholders, whether it's investors, whether it's customers, or whether it's employees to join you on that mission. And it's a big burden of responsibility down the road, but you need to have that intense belief. And I'm really thrilled that all the guests today have that really impassioned belief and and are are doing something that they truly believe in, which I think will help all of us attract really great talent and support around us.
1: I feel that passion when they speak about their businesses. And I think they're great examples for anyone thinking about entering the entrepreneurial space. And thank you, Alex, for pointing that out. You're a shining example of those words.
5: So I would like to review their websites one more time.
1: Absolutely.
5: So Alex is Alex fermansky and it's F-U-R-M-A-N-S-K-Y. And his main company right now, I guess, is Budsies. He's got three different ones. But if you look up Alex Fermansky and Budsies, B-U-D-S-I-E-S, you should be able to find everything, right? Yeah. That's exactly hey, right. get
1: your child's stuffed plush toy today.
5: I want to get one of those selfies. I want to get like a little man of you. <laughs> <laughs> In it, saying definitely. Yes, we'll <laughs> and like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> we'll definitely put it on our Instagram.
0: That sounds great.
5: And, and then we had um, Sarah Brandow with Vitable. So if you're in California, San Francisco, L.A. area, you can get them now. They'll be spreading across the country soon, I'm sure. So you are what you eat. Food is medicine. This is scientifically based food that's going to cure your gut and help you feel better. And it's delivered to your door. And she has a chef working on the recipes. So it's
1: a win, win, win.
5: It really is. And then Lisa Caprelli with Unicorn Jazz, spelled just like it sounds, Unicorn Jazz, G-A-Z-Z, which is kind of a whole movement, kind of like Sesame Street, modernized, very cool stuff for kids, puppets, live shots. I I don't even know how to describe it. You have to go on her TV show.
1: It's inspiring and effective because everybody is good at something. Right? right. The and, thing I do. And, that's and what helping, she calls it. The helping thing I do. A child pinpoint and focus in on that, I think is a fantastic idea.
5: And so. if you need intellectual property advice, Richard is your guy. I'm always willing to
1: give advice. (laughs) I
5: know. I know. For what it's
1: worth, yes. And if
5: you're a small business that wants to come on my directory, it's fireside.directory or fireside directory on YouTube. But just look me up, Elizabeth Gearhart. You'll find me.
1: And Kenya Gibson. Yes. Our media maven. Kenya, where can people find you?
4: They can reach me at my first and last name. It's Kenya and Gibson with a P at iheartmedia.com.
1: We've used the iHeart digital services for a long time. Kenya got us hooked up with the right people. People at iHeart, and they've just blown us out of the water. We've got so many good connections through their digital media. We can't thank them enough, and they do a really great job. So please check it out if you need those kinds of things. And time to say thank you. I'd like to say thank you to Noah Fleischman, our producer, Alicia Morrissey, our program coordinator, Angela Wolf from Angela Wolf Video, who does the video. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also check out our YouTube. YouTube channel. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart for Passage to Profit on iHeartRadio, WOR710, the voice of New York.